it's time for another tournament in the tea break. Uh, I think we, I feel that we're getting later and later. Um, but anyway, it's Ros Satar here from Britwatch Sports. And George Belshaw from metro.co.uk. And if we sound a little weary, it's because I think we actually spent all our emotion watching the women's final. It was epic. Yeah, it was a really, really good match. I actually spent all my energy on the media tournament this morning. That's <laughs> why I'm feeling particularly tired, because I had to get here for... 8.45 or something ridiculous and my accommodation is not close enough for that to be early so this has not been a good day for me I'm very tired <laughs> but you know it was good fun the courts are lovely and great insight into how they play I mean how the guys speak about it all week so I will bore you with that some other time I'm sure um <laughs> but yes wait. the women's final mentally destroyed me from that point that was um that was epic. It was brilliant. It was a really, really entertaining final. We all said yesterday that the one thing we knew, or the one thing we could be certain of about this final was it was going to be bloody close. Mm -hmm. And it was bloody, bloody close. Bloody close. Yeah. yeah. It I was mean, a great match. We we came to talk to Petra yesterday evening. In fact, I might have even missed Petra. But, you know, certainly every time that we've spoken to her, she's gotten progressively more weary. And I think there's a couple of reasons. Obviously, she was on a 10-match streak, 9 or 10-match streak. Um, but I think as time went on, the emotional impact, if that's the right word to use, of the Prague win seemed to be sort of getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Um, and I think it was very telling that she said something in her press conference was like, in, in that final set, I think after she got broken back, um, it was like, I just can't go on anymore. And then I just thought about the trophy. Um, you know, almost back down to grassroots. I mean, where she dug that energy from for that, you know, to break back and then to serve out to love of all things is is phenomenal, you know. Um, I think it's great that she's one of the nicest people on the tour uh, because you only want good things to happen to her. And it's hard to believe that when you and I were in Paris a little, you know, a little over, over a year ago, she was coming back after that horrific... It's, it just beggars it just beggars belief, doesn't it? Yeah, it's um, a remarkable story. Um, I I think I'm almost ready to completely move on from the, the comeback story yep. now because she's been so good yep. now. Like, this is her best run at the start of a year ever, I think. Like, the first, so. quickest she's reached 30 match wins. The quickest previous time was back in 2011 where she got it in Roland Garros so she's yep. done it two tournaments before that really which and is seriously impressive yep and she's done two back-to-back -back title wins in a year um so yeah she, she obviously did St Petersburg and then Doha and now Prague and, and this um although we did get a little bit of a giggle out of her because um I wanted to try and shoehorn a question into whether we should give him some thoughts into her first round match against our very own Joe Conta. And I'd sort of said, oh, you know, how do you pick yourself back up? You know, you mentally, you had to get over Prague and then physically get over this. How do you go again? And to which she just sort of smiled and shook her head and it was just like, no. And it's like, oh, you're not going to go to Rome. But it's not, it's no surprise. I mean, she would be absolutely wrecked if she did Rome and then tried to do the Roland Garros. Um, it's a shame for Conza she's not going because she's now going to get a tougher draw probably. I don't know. Well, so rumor has it that um, that it will be keys. That it's the next it's the next um, bracket of seeds in that row that that shifts down. So it would be keys in that thirteen to sixteen bracket. 
But keys on clay isn't isn't mind you contra on clay. Oh, well, yeah, that's anyway. Tonight's not about Joe or <laughs> or Maddie as much as we love them. Um, yeah, you know, I I get I get you actually. I, I do think it is it is time to put it to bed. And I think she said it as well in the first time we met her this this week was that you know if. I think she's looking forward to Roland Garros because it will bring it full circle. It, it will be done then. Um, but if you ask me, winning a title in Birmingham after making a comeback pretty much buried it then. Mm. And if that hadn't buried it, surely four titles and we're not even in May. I think unfortunately <laughs> the narrative will continue until she wins a Grand Slam. But Do you think so? Yeah, I think But she so. doesn't have anything to prove, though, because she's already won two Grand Slams. I'm not saying we'll carry on the narrative, but I think there will still be a narrative to be like, look at her, she's come back from this. If there was one to come. I mean, it, obviously, five years down the line, probably not. But it feels like she could win one this year. I would love her to win. I mean, I don't think she will win Roland Garros. I, I, think, I think she was trying to hint today that the conditions when you get to Paris are very are very much heavier i don't know that a heavier ball would suit her i think she's done well here three times well here in fact because the ball flies through the mm. air and it's it's perfect for a game um but i don't you know i mean she's reached the semi-finals so i mean what do i know <laughs> well, she's just pretty good in general isn't she yeah but. she's not bad <laughs> but no i mean the, the the level of fight and the level but not not just from petra though kiki has wheels man that woman can run and run and run. And I think most points that Kvitova would have actually won just came back. I think, you know, in any, if she had any other opponent, so let's just say for the sake of argument she had Garcia, I think she would have won that in, in two sets and we wouldn't be anywhere near as tired. Because I don't, you know, Garcia's great and I love her, but I don't know that she would have had that much, that many wheels. But Burton's really impressed me with how, many, how much she got back. And... You know, the big question for me for Burton's heading into this was how is she going to handle it mentally? I thought she did really, really well mentally. She gave everything she could in that match. They both did. And, you know, it was a shame. It's one of those boring cliches, but it was a shame one of them had to yeah, lose because it really, it, it really wasn't a final where you're like, Kavita really deserved to win it or Burton's really deserved to win did. it. They both played such a great part in it. And, you know, maybe we should chop the trophy in two and share it. <laughs> but... Well, lovely for Kvitova, though. I, mean, I think, thankfully, we ought to actually have as good a men's final. Um, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll just touch briefly on the men. Obviously, Dominic team did back up that phenomenal win um, from yesterday with Nadal. And there's always a danger, I think, when you have a, a win that's that's that meaningful, um, that you, you then come out as a bit of a damp squib. But he really didn't. No, it says a lot about him and... The, uh, the mentality he's got on this surface that he didn't. Um, obviously, last year when he beat Rafa, Djokovic just destroyed him straight yeah. after. I think that actually might have been on the same day, if memory serves. Um, yeah, there was one rain. day that was super rained off last so, year. So, so that might have played a bit of a factor, but you know, it is difficult emotionally to kind of put that to one side. Like when you beat Rafa, you don't expect it to be a quarterfinal when you're a player like team. Yeah. on clay you know that was the final last year that will have felt like his final yeah and to come again um and he was against, great today and against the record of uh love and six i mean you know up until then he'd never beaten anderson now obviously on clay around, yeah i was gonna say i've been sat around breaking this record down all day of the love six um <laughs> i i make it love one realistically since team was a top 10 player right the other one that he lost in that time was 
Was that the time? He retired. So, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, Tim Henman beat Roger Federer in the first five times they met. It doesn't mean he's five times better than Federer. It's just he met him as a younger kid. So I think, and obviously the clay court factor, that's not taking anything away from Anderson, of course, but just to put it in context of why that head-to-head might have been so one-sided. I thought the team was great and... Okay, Anderson didn't quite do enough today. He said the conditions in Susan has been a bit cold and breezy today, oh, yeah. and it maybe a bit faster on the clay would have with the, the heat coming down would have sped it up a little bit more, put it in his favour. But I think either way, team was going to win this match. He came out mentally very strong. Every time the ball was in play, as opposed to Anderson acing, it was you know teams yeah. controlling the point as he did against Rafa. And you know what I'm really really liking about team is just the way he he wants to dominate every single point regardless of the opponent he's coming around he's constantly running around that forehand and it's just it's got to be the quickest ground stroke on the mm. ATP tour right now it's just so so quick so so strong and on clay so deep so heavy so spinny it's a <laughs> really really difficult thing to deal with and Rafa struggled Anderson was never going to have a chance yeah. you know but. so that begs the question because obviously we've seen Denis Shapovalov really uh, let's be fair he gave a really good account of himself in that first set yeah and and I think we should spend a minute on Zverev because I've been brushing him under the carpet all week (laughs) and uh, in fairness him it's mainly because his draw's been fairly I was going to say boring but you know not the most thrilling compared to what's been happening you know there's always been better stories per round than Zverev he's always been on really late to be honest, if there was going to be a match I was missing most days, yep. it was Zverev's. Um, that might explain why he was so grumpy. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, it, oh, now you want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, he's gone quietly under the radar. He's done everything that can be asked of him. He's made no fuss so far. And today, he played it tight with Shapovalov the first eight games of that first set. And once he got in front, he there was no stopping him. And he was really, really strong from there. And, you know, when we're talking about the mentality of this sort of stage okay we can talk about his physicality in grand slams but at masters 1000 level he's the top guy in the world right now like he's the you know the only guy to get to five master semi-finals in the last year yep he's won two titles he's prop i was going to say probably going to win a third but he's in a you know another final and he's he beaten Federer and Djokovic before yep. team is the man to beat on clay yep i wouldn't be surprised if Zverev won it i've had a sinking feeling that it was going to be the Zverev-Shapovalov side that wins this tournament rather than Dominic Team, And that's nothing against Team's yeah. form this week. I just feel like Zverev mentally might have the edge, but it should be a cracking match. It really should. I, and it deserves to be a cracking match. I mean, you know, after the epic of the women, and, and we've found this on quite a few tournaments recently, especially um, the joint ones that I cover, is that the women's matches really do do deliver the goods um and sometimes the men's matches really don't and I, and it, it brings me back to what caroline wozniacki was saying to us that maybe clay is that great leveler that get that 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 just sets the field you know apart and any you know anybody on any any good day if you if you look if you can learn how to handle the surface you know it's, it's your day yeah and you know as much as we love the big four, as Vera pointed out after this match, you know, this is a final of the future. This is the yeah. sort of final we can expect to see in Roland Garros in three years' time, yeah. four years' time. You know, Zverev is 
clearly capable on every surface. Team is brilliant on clay. Zverev, I expect to win more Grand Slams than Team, but Correct. Team, I expect to win more French Opens than Zverev. So, you know, it's a really, really nice matchup because you've got this 20-year-old guy who believes he's the heir to the throne. He believes he's the king. You know, he's he's got a very strong attitude, strong sense of belief in himself that borders on arrogance quite often. But, you, you need know, that you arrogance, need though. that Exactly. You need a sense of arrogance if you're going to become the world's best because you are the best and yep. you will know you're the best. Yeah. Um, but team, mentally, in finals of this magnitude, this is going to be a big test for him. You know? And, I mean, don't forget that uh, Zverev's already been in a Masters final this year. So, you know, he knows. He knows, you know. Yeah, he's he's a very, very, very good player and... I think I, it's the best outcome that this tournament could have hoped for after their hmm. two world no, after two world number ones, two defending champions as well, no less. Both went out. You know, I'd say actually comparatively early, you wouldn't expect. Yeah, you'd want Nadal to have gone out in in this round. I mean, we're only talking maybe a day or so, but you know, you would expect your world number ones to to be right in there in the mix. Hmm. Um, and I mean, they love their tennises, so you can imagine how gutting it would be to to lose not only your two defending champions but also the two top players in the world so i think the tournament come good and just as another note on that sort of thing i mean it's a it's a good job in many senses that team did beat nadal here because he could have easily dropped out the top eight seeds for yeah the french open which would have been a complete Travesty. disaster for someone yeah um, you know if we'd have had rafa V team earlier than a quarter final. I think we'd all be quite yeah. disappointed. Um, so fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. I'd quite like them to be in opposite halves. I think that's yeah. I mean that. Well, the that's final. the thing. Now, I mean, obviously, a lot of us here will be starting to get our material together for our, our RG previews, um, and obviously the players are trying to sort of push back on that because there's still another. Well, for the elite players, obviously, there's still Rome to go. And then for the slightly less elite players, they've got another crack at it with um, Geneva, uh, Strasbourg and Nuremberg. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting how those draws pan out. And, I, yeah, you really want them to be apart. You probably, you know, where what would your ideal Roland Garros final be then? <laughs> Old versus new, new yeah, versus I mean, new. I think the best the best final we could have would be team beating Nadal in the French Open final. I mean, in terms of yeah. interest and yeah. stage and a kind of storyline of handing of the baton. Yeah, that's probably the best we could have. Um, I'd I'd obviously love to see Novak just randomly find his form and rush to the clay, you know, a, a grand well, final, which isn't beyond belief. I was going to say, don't knock it, because at the end, right now, nobody's got any expectations on Novak whatsoever. And I, I think it's a better. long, I think it's a long time since he's been in this position. Um, and I, we kind of got a little hint of the fact that he thought, oh, actually, you know, this is really good. He, he joked that um, he was waiting for someone to tell him when to come into pre-tournament press, the top eight seeds will normally be brought in specifically for an all-access, um, non-transcribed um, press, you know, for, for us to get some exclusive stuff. And was quite surprised when somebody sort of said, well, no, honey, you're, you're seeded 10th. There's no pre-tournament no pre for you. 
Um, sadly for us, I would have yeah, still sadly, liked him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I find him fascinating. I find him especially fascinating when he when he's in all access. I think a lot of the players, um, when you have them in that all access, and it's, it's normally a round table, um, they're a lot more relaxed. I mean, you know, Zverev, for example, he's been on late every night. Not that many people have had to stay, unless you're German press, have had to stay for his um, press conferences. Um, so to suddenly have a gaggle of us waiting for him in the tunnel, it's like, oh, now you, you guys mm. are, are here. Um, and, you know, he, he's got every right to be grumpy because they put him on, late, on the late match every night, I think, pretty much, since he started yeah. playing. So, um, you know, it's, it's but when you get him... When you get him in that like kind of round table without that like, big barrier, and he's actually just sitting talking to people, he's actually a lot more relaxed. Um, he's taking a little bit of pressure off himself on the slam point of view. Roger came along and talked to him and said, you know, hey, you know, by, by your age, I'd flunked out of X finals, so you know, you're doing fine. Um, so, and that, you know, I know that people tease him for going to town on that, but actually, I think that's meant a great deal to him because I think the pressure, certainly from the German side, has been massive. As why haven't you won a slam there? Boris won a slam when he was 17 years old. You haven't managed to win a slam. So, you know, I think, I think it'll be the first of the of the youngsters to get one. Don't be surprised if we see Denis Shapovalov winning a slam in the not too distant future because that boy is incredible. And this is, you know, probably by far his weakest surface, and he's still getting to a Masters semi-final. <laughs> I know. Okay, you know, it's not like he's run through Rafa and he's run through Novak, but he's still but beaten good quality, yeah. high-quality players to get here. Yeah. Um, to beat Milos, Milos. Who, uh, who's the player <laughs> that he actually idolises, because he's still young enough to idolise active players. You know, that you could see how much that meant to him. Um, you know, it's. I think it's actually been a pretty exciting tournament. I, I must admit, when I was coming out here, I was thinking, right, Rafa's going to walk this. We're all going to be Having without many, and hot chocolate. So, yeah, without many uh, storylines. But it's been a really, really, really good week. I think it's exceeded expectations. Ultimately, I still imagine Rafa will be absolutely fine come Roland Garros, and we'll just be talking about him winning it all in straight sets again. But it's just added that little bit of intrigue this week to the men's side, which was much needed, to be perfectly honest, because it was getting a bit dry. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, and I think on the women's side, you know... It's always mad, so I'm always excited about the women's Yeah, <laughs> but I, 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 again, I think they couldn't have had a better story and, and not to sort of dwell on the obvious narrative. You know, if you, if you look at how Petra actually managed to lift herself from the emotional impact of winning... And it's not just the emotional impact of winning in Prague. It's also probably the first and only time she's, at, you know, outside of an ITF tournament, that she's actually delivered her winning speech in her native tongue as well, which, you know, don't underestimate how, you know, liberating, I guess, that mm. they don't have to speak English for, you know. There was a fantastic tweet that um, Courtney put out um, to people that were whining about on-court coaching being in a different language other than English. And it's like, why? You know, over half of the tour, their, their first language is in English. You know, get a, get a grip. And for her to be able to give that speech, albeit crying down the microphone, um, you know, and then for her to pick herself up mentally and go, go again. I mean, no wonder she's pulling out of Rome. No. You know, absolutely justified in my, in, in my view. But... Um, but yeah, I think all in all, we're, we're up for a corker tomorrow. 
Yes. Who, who did you say is winning? I don't know because we need to do our predictions, don't <laughs> we? Um, I think a little bit of me wants team to win, but I actually think Zverev's just that little bit sharper on, on the bigger stage. Team hasn't quite got it yet. It's getting there, but... In fairness to him, he's not really played many Masters finals that aren't against Rafa, has he? So, yeah. it's, you know, it, it's, it's a bit hard to kind of say he's he's not on it. I I'm very torn on this. I think this is one of the toughest matches to call of the tournament so far. I, uh, yeah. If you're going to go Zverev, I'll go team. Okay. If you go team, I'll go Zverev because I'm, I'm happy to go either way. I, oh, so this is bouncing back to me then? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You choose and I'll take the other one. All right. I will go Zverev. I think he's been under the radar. I think maybe in a way it's you know, something to prove, but also I just think he is, he's got the momentum of the youngsters right now. Okay, well, I think team's going to win because he's got a huge forehand. He's dominating everything. The conditions suit him perfectly. This is his surface. This is his time. He's going to prove himself as the next clay king. Okay, and sorry, just just remind me who you uh, who, who your prediction was for the women. Well, I mean, it was unfortunate. So who was, who was your prediction close. for them? My prediction was it was going to be very close, and I think we can all agree that was correct. <laughs> um, just a, just a little word uh, just, a, just to finish on, on on Burton's though I mean obviously if you watch the speech she she became very choked when she uh, thanked her coach and then just had to hand the mic back and, and in fairness to her little sweetie she was she was really choked when she came in to see us as well you know that this hurt but she is when we do our predictions she's definitely going to be my dark horse yeah well, actually, she can't be a dark horse because she's going to be seated. But she's definitely going to be my, my pick for, um, you know, for as a, as, a, as a surprise win. Yeah, I think she's up to, what, 15th now? Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be a horror, horror fourth round draw for yeah. someone. When you think you've got Sharapova still kicking around outside the seeds. You know, you could end up... As Arenka still like, sitting outside the seeds. Serena still sitting outside of the seeds. If she plays. If she plays. <laughs> but, I mean... It could be for someone like Halep, who you might consider to be the favourite for Roland Garros. You could end up with just the ultimate terrible, terrible, terrible run of Azarenka, Sharapova, Burton's. <laughs> oh, so could you just imagine that if that ended up being her draw? I think, I think she'd just chuck her rackets in the same. I think. I think I might chuck her rackets in the same just to protect us all yeah. from the trauma of. Oh. I'm sure that won't be a draw, <laughs> but it's just worth highlighting that... This is going to be... It's going to be mega. Whatever to... the draw is, it will be horrible. Poor old Conta is going to have a terrible time, I think. Well, I think <laughs> I, th I think given that we know that Conta on clay is tantamount to those art lessons that we used to have when we were kids where you had to make an ashtray out of clay, I think, you know, I think, <laughs> I think, that's, I think that's pretty much where we're going to have to put Conta's level of skill on the surface. And all our <laughs> hopes are going to have to be uh, pinned on Kyle. Well, we know who she's getting in the first round anyway. It'll be Bernardo Perez. <laughs> I, think on, <laughs> I think on that point we're going to leave it there we'll do one more one and then hopefully if, I, if, we, if we can manage to tie our schedules together it would be nice to do a preview when the draw comes out we'll have to, yeah. try, and, we'll have to try and do it all yeah I don't see why not um, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put our heads together well, because yeah. uh, we know that um, we, have, we do have some fans out there so we know that we're, you know, 
we can we can probably try and figure that one out before yeah. I fly out to Paris. Sure. All right, I think that's enough rambling for now. You have been listening to Ros Satter from Brickwatch Sports and George Belshaw from Metro.co.uk. Cheers.